Welcome to Taking the Middle Seat, a podcast where I explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you'll listen into each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. On this episode, episode 38, I'm talking to Lady Ace Boogie. She is a hip hop artist, musician, community leader, inspirational change maker, wife, aunt, daughter, awesome person. She wears so many hats and you are gonna wanna listen to every single second of this interview. We talk about her music in the beginning, which is incredible. You'll hear me confess my complete lack of musical knowledge, no matter the genre, really. I just don't listen to music, which is a little known fact about me. But of course, in preparation for the interview, I listen to Lady Ace Boogie's music and watch some of her videos, and I know you'll be changed by her work. We talk about some events she has coming up, and you'll definitely want to catch those. All of the links to her social media and her events are in the show notes, of course. And toward the end, we get into my favorite part, which is Lady Ace Boogie as a person. She connects so deeply and has so much to teach. I know you'll learn from her about love and relationships and gender and race and community. I'm not kidding you guys, she's so wise and I feel so much gratitude for every word she shared. You are gonna absolutely die when you hear her talk about her wife. She sets the bar high for relationships and it is so awesome. I know I say this all the time, but I'd love for you to share this episode. I learn over and over again that people are really hungry to feel like they're not alone, like they belong, they fit somewhere. They want to feel like they're connected. And that might just be through a podcast. They can hear an experience or a story or a voice that makes them feel like they have a thread connecting them to the larger world. And absolutely everyone needs Ladies Boogie's message and music in their lives. So share away. Toward the end, you'll hear some extra noise in the background, of course. Wouldn't be taking the middle seat without it. My neighbors were having some tree stumps ground down, so it just adds a little extra ambiance. That's how we roll around here in the middle seat. All right, are you ready? You might not be ready, but get ready. Here is my interview with Lady Ace Boogie. Lady Ace Boogie, I am so glad you're here. Thank I'm happy to be here. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Thank it you for having me. already made my day, and we haven't even talked yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's start out with just a little, like, snippet of who you are, what you do, mm-hmm. and then we'll, like, rewind and start from the beginning and work our way forward. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yep, sounds good. Okay. Yep. So who is Lady Ace Boogie? Oh, who is Lady Ace Boogie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to consider myself a community leader. I love that. Uh, someone who is very passionate about empowering people to be the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I take pride in being a daughter and a, and a sister. Uh-huh. I have five uh, sisters, one brother. 
Uh, I, I'm an aunt. I, I wear that badge uh, pretty pretty proudly. I have uh, 35 nieces and nephews. So, <laughs> yeah. So they so they keep me busy. Um, Holy moly! Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I am a wife. Uh-huh. I, uh, I just got married about a year and a half ago. Like um, newly wed. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. To it's the person of my dreams. Yes. Stars and hearts still. Oh, you know. <laughs> people say, oh, you guys are still in honeymoon phase, but I, I swear we've loved each other for many lifetimes. Oh, that's that's how it feels. It, it does. That's so cool. <laughs> Every day it's just like, damn, I'm not fall like more in love with you today than I was yesterday. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, you know you found the right person. Yes, it's I never thought it was possible. So um oh, so yes I take I take that. a lot of pride in being a wife and a stepmother uh, to her twenty one year old daughter. Very cool. So that's uh that's I wear that proudly as well. Um but as a musician you know, I started uh I started writing songs or I guess you could say performing songs. I actually wrote my first rap when I was ten years old. Little yeah. tiny baby lady Ace Boogie yep, writing yep. the songs. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, when I was ten, actually people called me OG, and okay. we can, and we can we can talk about it. Okay, <laughs> but I uh, I grew up. Most of my childhood was in West Virginia, um, so it was on the hills and the mountains, and uh, you know I was like one of two of the black friends. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. uh, so I got nicknamed OG. And uh, yeah, I wrote my first rap and it was corny as ever. <laughs> uh, so I really didn't take it very seriously until about, uh, say, when I was about 16. That's when I really started like getting in the studio. Um, but not really taking it seriously mm-hmm. until about maybe five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I moved to Grand Rapids. Um about seven years ago and um i moved here originally uh i was in a hip-hop group by the name of oh my okay and i I met these fellas um i met these fellas when i worked at uh cedar point okay yeah i worked at cedar point um and uh so i met those guys midwestern kid (laughs) yeah i met those guys and um and they and we formed a group and then i moved to grand rapids and uh, and then I became a solo artist, and so I really started getting involved in the in the music scene. Um, and then, which ultimately kind of I gravitated towards the uh, the, the more social uh, impact of of the music piece. And so, yeah. Um, so that's why I say, you know, community leader, community uh, activist, community advocate, uh, youth advocate. Uh, you name it, you know, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully when people hear Lady Ace Boogie, I can say what I am, but when people when people hear that name, hopefully they, they connect that with uh, someone who, one, hopes to inspire and empower people, two, um, a good person, you know, yeah. I try to be a good person, I strive to be a good person, and um, and someone that they can they can come to when when uh, they need advice or what have you, or need some type of inspiration, and, yeah. uh, and someone who gives back to the community, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think if they don't know that about you, if they look up your music, they'll immediately know that about you, Hopefully. which I love. Because <laughs> um, I um, I learned, like, one little slice about you when you spoke at the Better Body Image Conference. Yes. Um, so that kind of led me to listen to your work. Awesome. Um, and I was just like, well, i got to talk to her because she seems incredible. Oh, thank um, you. But if you were just getting serious about music like five years ago, you also released an album five years ago. Like, yeah, yep. My first right? my first project as a solo artist that I released uh, was in 2013. Okay. Yep, and it was an EP titled uh, Feel Good Music. Okay. I uh, ultimately, I think it was like maybe two years later, 
I re-released it okay. uh, as a full LP. So okay. it was a full album. I released a vinyl. Um, that's kind of when I think I feel like that's kind of when 2015 is when Lady Ace Boogie really started. Like, oh, okay, things started getting going going very great. Yeah. Um, with the music and just being more involved in different uh, different genres, different different venues, different people, um, really just getting out there supporting people and people supporting me. And um, it was really the release of Feel Good Music with um, Hot Capicola Records actually uh, reached out to me. They were just kind of starting. And uh, I'm no longer with Hot Capicola Records. They're great, great people over there. But they did release, uh, re-release Feel Good Music um, in 2015. And that's when it kind of all, all started there. Took off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And the, talk a little bit about the kind of headspace you were in when you were writing Feel Good Music yeah. and that whole album. Because it felt like to me, and you can tell me if I'm 100% mm-hmm. off base, um, it feels kind of uh, different, revolutionary yes. for people of color, mm-hmm. women, to mm-hmm. be talking about, like, let's just feel really freaking good. Yeah. Like, let's, like, talk about how, like, joy. Yes. And connection. Yeah. And that's not the expectation yeah. of the masses. It's not. Um, so is that kind of what you were doing? Yeah. It's, that? it's okay. interesting that that's what you got from it. it um, It was me coming to the realization that... I actually had potential to be someone other than what I was, you know, what I what I grew up to think that I could be. Yeah. Um, and not because of so much like family dynamics. It was mostly um, just I gravitated to the streets like really heavily when I was young. Okay. And um, I didn't. I wasn't really living. You know what I mean? Like I I was into a lot of. Uh, a lot of crap. Like, I, I started my first gang when I was 10 years old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years old, I started my first gang. Like, um, you started Yeah, it? I started it. And it was, I mean, cor- it was mad corny because it was in West Virginia, but... Um, it feels it was, entrepreneurial. <laughs> exactly. It feels, you know, you were charting your own path even back then. Exactly. Like exactly. I had those leadership qualities, right. but didn't quite know what it was back then. Um, when I moved to Dayton, Ohio, and this is where I spent the second part of my childhood. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's really it's really rough out there, and uh, that's when I joined a real gang. Okay. Um, and I was really, really heavily involved in, in uh, you know, street activities, drugs, you name it. Um, and so I spent a, a very large amount of time of my life uh, not not really living or, you know, just existing. Yeah. And um, the music that I that I wrote and, and, and that I performed back then was completely different than what it is now because my reality was different. Um, and so when I... So Feel Good Music was kind of a, a huge realization of, like, wow, like, I can be happy. I can I can influence people. I can do all these things. I can, I can actually write you know, better and, 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 and reach more people. And it was just like a huge realization. And, um, I, when I had that realization, people around me were like, wow, you know, I I can do this and I can do. So it was, it was a real huge, um, it was a huge impact that, that, that project just right. And it was so easy. It was the easiest project that I've ever done. And it was, and it was because it was just kind of like bursting out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every single every single yeah. track, and a lot of it had to do with um, Curtis Manley, Man, uh, Man at Work production. He 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 produced the entire project, mixed and mastered the entire project, and he was one of the first people that I met when I moved to Grand Rapids. Okay. And uh, and he just kind of took me under his wing, and you know I wasn't really putting together songs the way that I did with Feel Good Music, um, but it was just extremely. Um, 
it was it, it was so many things for me, so many things. Kind of like coming to age in a sense. Yeah. You know, that's when I really said, okay, I can do this. Yeah. You know, I can do this, and I can live this way, yeah. and I can practice what I preach, and I can actually inspire and motivate people to do do the same. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then that's your exactly words matter. Like it sounded like you know in your life before that mm-hmm. you probably didn't know that you mattered, that you could no, influence, that I you didn't. could, and you were coming into all that. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting is that I knew that I could influence, but I always used it in a negative way. And gotcha. and, and and you know I, I I'm okay saying this right now um, because I'm a total different person. But back then, I had people who followed me and and who looked up to me, and I and I used it in a way. Um, I, I misused it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. and, and it's unfortunate. But I, I learned from it and I grew from it. And if yeah. and if I wasn't that person, I don't think I would be the person that I am today. So, yeah. and you've channeled it, yeah, positively yeah. now, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so feel good music. Then there was a couple of years, and correct my timeline mm-hmm. if I'm getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. But then you came to don't box me, don't box me in. Yeah, so right? I released don't box me in. In 2018, but before that, I actually did a, a collaboration project uh, called The Great Ones with the with the yeah with the uh-huh. MC by the name of J Rob, uh, who who was also based out of Grand Rapids. Uh, he's done some work in he, he lives in Chicago, Kalamazoo, so he represents a couple different places. But he's mostly based in based in uh, in, in Grand Rapids. And um, I met him, and, and you know I saw him perform, and I just kind of fell in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh man, you're amazing, and uh, so I invited him over to my house and. He was one of the first, uh, the actually the only um, other uh, MC that I collaborated with with the whole project. You know what I mean? Like we did a whole project together. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that with anybody else. And he, uh, yeah, he came over to my house. I'm like, you know, what do you want out of this? And I told him what I wanted out of it. And um, we were just on the same same mental, like we were in the same mental space. So yeah. uh, we went to the studio and we recorded uh, the great ones, which was. Um, it was mixed and mastered by uh, Crossworm, um, Steve Weatherby, a.k.a. Johnny Cro- Crossworm, and uh, mostly produced by, I want to say Nixon had some production on there, Biko had some production on there, Mosaic. It's a lot of great, great producers out of mostly uh, Michigan. I had a producer that we worked out worked with out in Ohio as well. Um, but yeah, so I, so I did... Um, I guess you could say that's my sophomore project was with J. Rob was uh, the great ones, and then came Don't Box Me In, which was last year. Uh, I dropped it in April of last year, and that album, man. So <laughs> in between the time that I dropped Feel Good Music and and then uh, Don't Box Me In happened, I had a lot of mixed feedback in a sense. Like everybody loved it, but it was like my peers, like my, my community, like the hip hop community, um, kind of boxed me in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. like I wouldn't get invited to certain shows and I wouldn't get invited to, to, uh, to feature on certain tracks because people thought that, you know, if it's not peace and love, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Lady, right. she only does happy clappy. You know what I mean? She's doing. Yep. <laughs> so I would have like producers, <laughs> producers sending me like beats, like I can hear you on this and it would have like, <laughs> like some of the most I don't know bells and chimes and <laughs> like as if like angels are gonna just come flying out of the the darn beat man it, and, and you know I, I can respect it I understand it but 
But it was just like, yo, like people are legit boxing me in. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? They're legit boxing me in. Like it's not, I, you know, feel good music was was a mental space. Like I, it was a coming of 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 age in the sense of like this is who I am. This is who I can be. And from a from a, I guess a spirit a spirit spirituality perspective, I guess. I mean, yeah. Just like it was building my character. Like I built my character um, with that project and. Um, but don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like, yo, you guys. A lot of people. A lot of people that I know now knew me uh, when when feel good music was a thing. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of people that are in my life today only know me from from the time I recorded feel good music to now. Yeah. So they don't know a lot about my past. You know, only a few yeah. handful of people do know. Like a lot of the things that I that I went through and that um, that I experienced. So, so immediately by hearing feel good music, and if you only known me for the past six years, then you would think right. that, oh, she's just like skipping you know. down the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Oh, hold on guys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right. There's more. Uh, yes. There's more. And mm-hmm. so, um, so it took me, I, I wasn't going to put out don't box me in. Cause I, I talk about struggling with a cocaine addiction. And I, I talk about, um, you know, the, my depression that I struggle with. And I, I talk about a lot of things that, um, you know, past relationships and just things that, that aren't so feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I did that one because I really needed to talk about it. And the other piece was because I wanted to let people know like, yo, we talk about other things, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important. I think it's important. Like, because I think we're in a wave right now where it's kind of commercialized. Like, like mental health and drug addiction is commercialized and like musicians who talk about it glorify it instead of instead of like instead of giving their listeners a uh, hope yeah you know what i mean and and so that's what i hope i did with with feel good or not feel good music but don't box me in uh based on just seeing where i am now yeah and then where i was you know what i mean because it's possible and that's another thing is like i had to be raw because it's like how can people how can people relate to you if you're not 100% raw. And so that's yeah. why I put it out. It took me two years to yeah. write it, which is crazy. Because, like, feel-good music, it took me less than a year. Yeah. Um, but Don't Box Me In took me about two years to, to, to put together and actually put out. And I'm happy that I am happy that I did. So. Yeah. Is that a rat over there? So, <laughs> that's a, it's a bearded dragon. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, hi, bearded dragon. Yes. There's one in there, too. Oh. Yeah. Wow. If you guys can see these bearded dragons, man. That's awesome. We like them. <laughs> This one's more active. Mm. He's kind of hibernating. So, <laughs> sorry to throw you <laughs> no, off. No, that's funny. <laughs> Needed to need to let me know if that's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's better than a rat. I'm sure there's lots of lovely rat owners I'm out sure. there. I'm sure. Not one of them. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. I've had uh-uh. bad experience growing up with when you like when your house was infested with rats. Yeah, nah, they're not cute. No, they're, mm. <laughs> they're not cute at all. No, that's a bad experience. No, so. that's gross. It's the tail. Yeah. I feel like and oh, the twitchy nose. No, <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, we're moving on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I again tell me if I'm wrong, but the don't box me in. I feel like gives people to gives people permission mm. to be nuanced to yeah. be complicated and then choose the positive outlook because it feels like it's got to be a choice because everyone's been through some stuff right yeah so yeah it just feels like you just kept growing and doing and becoming Mm -hmm. and i love that yeah no you're right on you're right on the money that's great because (laughs) here was my fear 
um, today is I could possibly be the most clueless person <laughs> with regard to any music of any kind. Yeah. That includes hip hop, rap, R&B, rock and roll, anything. Yes. Yeah. so clueless. <laughs> and I was like listening to your music. Not this time. God, really. I hope. Not this time. I'm listening. Oh, I just feel like, grr. Like I just, oh. I'm just like the whitest, most clueless person you've ever talked to. Well, at least you know. See? I just laid, I thought, I, you know, at some point I'm going to have to lay it out there that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's but all this about is that my... self-awareness. <laughs> anyway. Saves lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, a track on, I think, Don't Box Me In, mm-hmm. Love Me For Me. Mm-hmm. And did you recently release the video, or has that been out for a while? Uh, Love Me For Me, I actually put that out way before I even put the album out. <laughs> I just saw it recently. Which I felt okay. like I needed to put something out because um, I did not have... I've released more content actually in 2019 this year than mm-hmm. I have my entire career mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't... I got caught up in like the physical aspect of, of being present, like, you know, be- being in the community, going to events, networking, building relationships physically, yeah. but not so much uh, online. So yeah. I didn't really have much of an online presence until... Really, until like the past couple of months. Got it. Because so <laughs> that like was one of my goals. Yeah, yes. one of my goals for the year is to have more of an online presence to yeah. to reach people who you know people who can hit me up from New York and Chicago, right? And, uh, California. Like I think right now, most of my streams come from uh, Los Angeles. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Jose. Um, those are the in Grand Rapids. Those are the, like the the, the main. Uh, areas that stream my music, so it's like Just again, like, like you're ready to take over the world. That's I'm trying to. I, I would like to have uh, my music played all over the world, and I, you know, I it's been a huge focus. It's been a huge focus. But yeah, love me for me. I released that. Oh, man, I want to say because I released um I released Don't Box Me in 2018. So I want to say I released I released Love Me for Me in 2017. Like early or late 2017, yeah. but I really didn't push it. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. I, I released it because I just I needed it to, to release it, and it wasn't it wasn't something that I really pushed. And it was actually one of my favorite videos. It is still one of my favorite videos. It's gorgeous that I have. Thank you, thank yeah. you so much. So I, I I think at some point I might re-release it, yeah, and just kind of put a, a nice little push behind it, like I'm doing with your magic right now, yeah. Um, because people need to hear it, I think, and and and, and it was well done. Um. Yeah, it was it was it was well done. What I love, there's always like a little bit of each video that I've watched that I'm just like, yes, that makes it like different and special. What I love about Love Me for Me is it's not just about like romantic love. It's yeah. all the different like dyad relationships, like parent child and friends. Yeah, and, you those know, different relationships. Yeah, the, that was important that we captured that. Yep. Yeah, I just love that. Um, so let's hop ahead to your magic. Okay. Um, that's I, I like all the other videos. I love that one. Thank you. The little girl with the braid hanging down right here. Oh, the, oh my gosh! I wanted to eat her up. You're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, yes. Yes. I just want to squeeze her. Do you do you know her? Because I might. No, need to, oh, I don't. That's know probably her. better. But I don't that you don't. So I don't. I want to say she was either one of the director's nieces <laughs> or. Or or friend's niece, but I, I put a call out to Facebook and said, "Hey, who has some kids that wants to be wow. in the video?" And you found some cute kids. <laughs> yeah, they showed up. So. 
And so, you're yeah. just like, you're beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. just like the, the happiest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Carbon Stories, too, by the way. They, those those guys over there are amazing. Uh, Shania, Lee, Zach, um, freaking Eric. Like, the, those guys are just, everybody over there is just really amazing. They did a fantastic job. I love it. So mm-hmm. go look for it. Your magic. Um, what I love is part of the, the, the kids are cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, kids, you know, <laughs> that'll always get you. But it's that video, I think, that you have that scene in the bathroom. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. It's it's like we were saying about the feel-good music. It's not all happy-clappy. It's not. It's like your magic, but yeah. you got to choose to feel like your magic. Yeah. Because other people aren't going to tell you yeah. that you're magic all it's, the time. It's really, it's really about how you feel because it's not... I think one of the questions that... like Because you said you, you had... Uh, were exposed to me when I did the panel. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions was, like, when do you feel, like, privileged? Or yes. when do you feel, like, it, it, you're safe or okay? And it's like, y- you won't until you until you internally realize that you have to be good with who you are. Yeah. And um, understand that nobody's... It's not up to anybody else to make you feel um, good about yourself. Yeah. Right? So... Um, but the scene in the bathroom, I thought it was important to share that because it was actually going in a whole total different direction, the the, the, um, the video shoot. Um, and I wanted to add that story in there. Actually, the two stories that I did add in there was my story and then the story um, of, about the young man who was getting bullied and yeah. decided not to, you know, to commit suicide and actually yeah. go to a counselor. Um, because it, those are things that I've struggled with and... And yeah, I mean, even as an adult now, like going into a women's restroom, and because I, I identify as a woman, mm-hmm. um, I am a woman. I was born a woman, and I identify as a woman. Um, which that's neither here or there. People, when I walk into a restroom, it's very visible. Like in the video, that's exactly how people look at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's people not look at me an like, uh, "What are you doing here? Why are you here? Don't be here!" Like, yeah. and it's like, oh man, it's it's the worst feeling. They, like when I was younger, it felt worse than it does today. Mm-hmm. I've I've kind of gotten more confident in myself to where, um, you know, I feel I feel a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could use a unisex bathroom, my family bathroom, that is my preference because yeah. only because not because I'm uncomfortable using women's restroom is because people make it uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people yeah. legit make it uncomfortable um, because I don't you know look like the social construct of what a woman is supposed to look like. So. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it, I wanted to put that in there so people could just get a little taste of um, something that 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 I struggle with, and you know I have to remember, you know, your magic and and you know you're beautiful no matter what how people look at you or what they what they say about you. Yeah. So, yeah. Has that been? I'm sure it has been a process, but what kind of keeps you going on that process of of remembering that you're magic and yeah. you're beautiful, oh, and man. how do you keep moving forward yeah. when I'm sure that's a a weight, yeah. a weighty thing that you carry yeah. all the time. It is. Um, I think the hardest part, I think actually before I wrote that song, <laughs> mm-hmm. I really didn't have a, I guess you could say a motto or a tagline or a, a, a continuous uh, phrase to go to. Mm-hmm. Now that that song does exist for me, mm-hmm. that's that's literally what I tell myself. It's like, you're magic. Yeah. You're, you're magic. And, um, and, and, and I know earlier in this in this podcast I said that you have to feel good about you. No one else can make you do that. But my wife yeah. <laughs> is so incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I don't even, I'm sorry. I'm, it doesn't hurt. I'm getting emotional have, a little bit. Oh, but, um, I love it. It doesn't <laughs> hurt to have someone think you're amazing. Oh, she is one of the best humans oh. I've ever experienced in my entire life. 
and I feel one hundred percent seen with her. Ah. And and I don't I don't have to be anybody but but me. And even when I don't want to be me, yeah, I, I can be I can be like my if I had a little uh, a light switch, I could be completely off, and I could be that with her. Yeah. So she, you know, even though I don't want to put that pressure on her, uh, it's a nat it's just a natural thing, and I think that um, she is one of the one of my most in. <laughs> inspirational uh, the most inspirational person in my life yeah. is, is, is her she, she's incredible so she reminds me constantly that I am I am beautiful and I am magic yeah. just the way that I am uh, and, it, and, it, and I believe her yeah right <laughs> But that's half the battle. Yeah. I mean, that's really half the battle yeah. is lit, seeing other, seeing yourself as others see you. Because yeah. I think most people have, hopefully, have somebody that loves them in their life. Yeah. That is that mirror for them. Yeah. Like I did not think it was possible. Yeah. And I've been in relationships, and and I've and I've loved, and I've been, you know, and, yeah. and I've got, I've been loved back, and yeah. I know what that feels like. I know what love feels feels yeah. like, and I, I mean, I've been in home, like my last relationship was eight years. The yeah. one before that was eight years. Yeah. I'm only thirty three, so most of like right. half of my life, or most of my life was spent in relationships yeah. long-term relationships so I, I know what love feels like but when you find somebody who just like looks at you like you are just the most amazing thing and treats yeah. you like that because it's a natural thing for them yeah because they truly feel that way and it's not it's not it's not hard it's not something that's that's um practice it, it just happens you know yeah. what i mean like it's the most amazing thing so don't settle people yes. <laughs> do not settle i, I promise you that. like you're a good example that like it's out there it so is don't just like stay with the same schmo yeah. forever yep, it is it is but and it's also important to remember don't but don't 100 percent put your put your uh self-esteem into that person's hands because yeah. it's not fair for them and it's not fair yeah. for you um but it does help to have a partner who is just completely amazing um but yeah I, I think that you know having her in my life and 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 having the song and and then trying to practice what i preach yeah. you know what i'm saying because yeah. it, it it sometimes is not very easy it's yeah. not very easy at all and yeah. um but i know that that if, if if i can do it other people can do it and um it's something that it gets me through it gets me through let it, me Going back to that thought of that, you know, I can do absolutely anything. Yeah. And I can be myself and I can be a better version of myself every single day. And uh, despite what other people say or, you yeah. know, feel. So. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Thank can you. you say how you met her? Would you be willing yeah. to um, say your So, actually, <laughs> it's nothing like super magical, actually. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she was dating a, a friend of mine, actually, mm-hmm. who is also part of the music community. Um, and, you know, I think around that time, I wasn't, I wasn't really, like, we didn't really know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't really, like, we didn't really see each other. Um, but one day, they, I mean, they broke up. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> they weren't together anymore. <laughs> okay. And I had uh, just recently had gotten out of a relationship about a year before that, I think it was. And, um... She she messaged me. <laughs> I actually just went through all of our old messages on Messenger uh-huh. uh, like three or four nights ago, and I just uh, it just warmed my heart. But um, she messaged me and said, um, <laughs> she said, "Hey, uh, I have extra tickets to like to see this hip hop act that's like from I think they were from like the '90s or something. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty known, famous 
a hip hop act, and she was like, uh, "Yeah, I know that you have a love for hip hop, blah blah blah," and I just wanted to know if you wanted to come. And literally, she know that I had no idea who those people were <laughs> because I, I I listen to more rock and roll than I listen to anything. I listen to more hip hop now, yeah. But like back in the day, it was it, you know I rock and roll is just uh, that's my that's my genre of choice. Uh-huh. I live, breathe, sleep, eat hip hop. I am hip hop, so yeah. that's it's not something that's forced. Um, but and from a music perspective, um, rock and roll is just, it, it's my passion. Uh-huh. It's my passion. So she messaged me and said, uh, do you want to go see this this uh, group? And I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I'm like, well, yeah, um, but, you know, you stay out in Kalamazoo, I stay in Grand so I'm probably going to need somewhere to sleep. I'm like, as long as your husband doesn't mind me sleeping over, then we're good, you know? Like- Right, and I low key set that up mm-hmm, strategically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "Um, no, husband, I'm definitely gay." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. No, I mean, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Okay." Uh, and then we started talking about freaking uh, fried chicken and <laughs> I don't know fried chicken and um, uh, ta- hot do- uh, taco, hot dogs, hot dog tacos. Yes, I know. Okay, <laughs> so I'm wrapping my head around <laughs> the, the conversation. Taco went hot from, dog. It went from hip hop. To food, uh-huh. uh, which are two of our, our favorite things, is hip hop and food. Yes. Um, and she's from Mexico, so okay. we were talking about tacos, and then she was like, "I make a mean hot dog taco," and I'm like, "A hot dog taco? I've never even had hot dog." So anyway, yes, the conversation just went and <laughs> so this was January 9th that we had this conversation. I I bull crap you not. It was like January 15th or 16th. We were like madly in love with each other. Oh. <laughs> Madly in love. Like, I, I stayed the night of her house, and um, we had this thing where it's like, oh, I'm about 50% there, 40% there. Uh-huh. And then I think it was the second time that I stayed the night over her house. Uh, she had went off to work. I left a little bit earlier or later, and I wrote a note that said 95%. Oh, my god! And it's like hanging up on our refrigerator still right That's now. That's a cute thing <laughs> And it so, just keeps yeah, getting better. It does. And I actually I proposed to her on the on the blue the blue bridge here in Grand Rapids, and Very. there was like hundreds and hundreds of people out there. And it was, um, so shout out to, shout out to Grand Rapids, because uh, love, love Grand Rapids, um, the, the people who put on the, the blue bridge event every year or love wins that's the name of the organization um they put it on every year at the blue bridge and they allowed me to use that platform to propose to her so it was yeah it oh was it was pretty it was a pretty gosh. big deal <laughs> i love you baby thing. oh i, I love, love it so much <laughs> speaking of grand rapids mm-hmm. this just brought this question to mind what do you like about being here and what do you struggle with in grand rapids um well i like just about everything. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love it here. I know the community, the people, um, the opportunities, uh, the the progression. You know, like people. Yeah. People. I know people who have lived here or who were born here or who na- who are natives of Grand Rapids. They have a different story, and that's okay. They have a different experience, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Um, I would never try to pretend that I like I'm a native of Grand Rapids because I'm not. Um, and I would never take away from people's experiences because that's not something that I would do. Um, but all I can do is is share my experience and be mindful of other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And so anytime anyone ever asks me that question about Grand Rapids, I think it's the best city in the world. I yeah. love it here so much. Ah, I, I really, that. really love it here. And I think that um, I think that there's opportunities, um, you know, for, for, for growth. One being having more uh, business opportunities and more equity for people of color yeah, um, for sure. 
that that definitely needs to be a thing. I wish more people of color would move here yeah. and 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 kind of you know get it get it looking a little bit more diverse around here because it there's a yeah. sea of white people like Grand Rapids. I will a, I will say that that is an opportunity <laughs> for growth. It, it is. Yeah. It uh-huh. definitely is. Yeah. Um, and and you know at, at the end of the day it's like that in a lot of places and I think that um, what I what I don't think um, what I do think is is important is that we recognize that that is a thing and so we need to make it more attractive for people of color and um, provide more opportunities for people of color to, to sit at the table which is happening it is happening yeah it, it I'm seeing more and more black businesses pop up everywhere in Grand Rapids um, so the platform the platform is being provided yeah. um, you know I will say it, it is a little clicky mm-hmm. you know you see kind of like the same people getting the getting the same opportunities and people even say that about me you know like oh you get you get this opportunity because of this this and that but mind you i've only lived here for seven years and most of the connections and the the people that i've met has been over the last three years and i and i had to work for those for those relationships and um putting a lot of time and effort so so it can be a little clicky, but it, but also when you stick in that same like group of people, one of the things I can say that I am um, proud of is that I know a lot of different people from all different areas of Grand Rapids, yeah. all different uh, uh, demographics, different cliques, different organizations, different sides of town, different you know different um, just different everything. There's like so many different subgenres, so many different sub everything around here, and so yeah. I think being a part of those multiple dynamics is something that I that I appreciate yeah. um, and I'm able to see it from a bigger picture and not be so stuck into this one mindset of looking at things and looking at Grand Rapids through one lens because there's so many things here and so many opportunities um, and so I, w- I would challenge people to do that is to step outside of your circles and what you're used to and start start building relationships not just networking because that can be a very it's not it, it, sometimes it becomes um just become showy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just fake. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just not genuine. So build true, genuine relationships with people who who can help you see outside of that one lens. And um that's what I that's what I appreciate about Grand Rapids because there is so many different facets of it. But you you it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I'd like to see more opportunities for people of color, which is happening. Um I'd like to see more professional professional um i guess more young professionals having better opportunities to um showcase their talent and to truly uh have opportunities to make good money yeah um because a lot of i think a lot of times what we're seeing is that we have people who who are just fantastic young professionals and they go somewhere else because grand Rapids doesn't have the the platforms that they need so um so i think that that's another opportunity um but the music scene here is fantastic you know, the food scene here is fantastic. The beer scene here is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about while we're um, on the kind of what's happening in the community, talk about events that yeah. you have or things that you're excited about that are coming down the pipeline, even yes. if it's not like a specific date time, but something you're excited about. Something I'm excited about. I'm excited to, I have an event at the UICA. It's called Off the Wall. It's an annual fundraiser that they do. And it is May 23rd. Um, and it features some fantastic musicians and artists and visual uh, artists and uh, and I'm really happy to have been chosen to close out the night yeah. um, with my, my dear buds uh, Orlando who was a drummer from Bedrock the band um, and D- DJ Dean Martian okay. those two guys are always by my side every uh-huh. single show 
Uh, I love them so much, and uh, I'm really grateful to have them. So we're going to be doing the UICA event off the wall. Um, another event that I'm looking forward to is the Michigan Framley Reunion, and it's a it's an all-women's event. Cool. Um, yep, and it happens in Wayland, Michigan, yearly. I think it's, it's in August. Uh, maybe the first weekend of August, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a really, really fa- – I mean, I went there last year for the first time, and, I mean, w- women are free. I mean, there's – people walking around with no clothes on and it's like it, it, and it, at first I'm like oh I've never experienced anything like this right. whoa and then like after like a couple hours I'm like this is amazing like yeah. I felt I almost felt confident enough to take off my shirt which yeah. which is huge because I'm like I have some serious self you know body image issues but yeah. I'm, I'm working on it and uh, it, it was just a beautiful beautiful event you could feel the sisterhood and the um just the amazing synergy in yeah. that in that place. So I'm really excited to play that play that. I'm gonna be doing that with Super Dre, who is amazing, an amazing DJ and entrepreneur in our community. Um so that's another event that I'm really looking forward to. Um what else? Man, just so many so many great events. Oh, July twentieth. July this is an exclusive too because I, I haven't even uh, talked about this and hopefully by the time this releases, uh yeah. July twentieth uh, Lady Ace Boogie presents a dope-ass lineup at the Pyramid Scheme featuring the one and only Willie the Kid, who is a hip-hop, like, legend in, in, in Grand Rapids, like a legend, straight awesome. up. Um, and I'm really excited to have him. Rick Chimes going to be there uh, and some other fantastic people. So, yeah, July 20th at the Pyramid Scheme. Um, cool. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great events coming up. I'm really excited about and I will link to everything that you mentioned okay. um, and just encourage people to follow you online because then they can keep up with everything yeah. you're doing. You're a busy person. Yeah, thank you. Holy moly. <laughs> um, aren't you like in Lansing tonight? Oh, uh, yes, I am. going to be like the real day when this comes out. Yeah. But I was like, she's talking to me at 2 o'clock and she's going to Lansing and, yeah, and I will be all in over Lansing. the place. I will be in Lansing tonight for sure. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so there are questions and mm-hmm. I ask everybody at the end. Some of them we've covered, I mm-hmm. feel like. But... Um, like some types of people and spaces that make you feel the most seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your wife is one of those people. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, is there other spaces that you feel like you know you are? You can really be exactly who you are. Oh man, that is such a phenomenal question. Um, and it's given me a lot to think about because when do I feel right? that way when do I feel safe and seen and just you know uh you know able to be myself other than at home with my wife yeah yeah um it's gonna be unfortunate to say never yeah I feel like I'm always having to be not say I can't be myself but I have to be more than that yeah you know what I mean in a lot of different spaces because people expect so much yeah you know what I mean and um you know, and, and, and also, people are very quick to judge. Yeah. So, yes, I am a person who cares about what people think of me. And, and I don't know. I mean, people have this idea that who cares what people think? Perception, blah, blah, blah. Who cares about people? I think people should care about other people's perception. I think people should care about what other people think of them. Mm-hmm. You can't change it. Maybe, maybe you uh, you can influence it. But I don't think that I don't think that it's it's a bad thing to to care. Yeah. How people think about you. Now, how they process it and how they deal with it is, uh, is totally up to them. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but I do care about what people think of me. And I, and I think that uh, it comes with a lot of, um, it comes with a lot of responsibilities to put your life out there. Because yeah. my life is, is so public. And um, so it, it, it really is, 
it really is a struggle. And, I, and I'm going to say the only right now in my life, and I'm going to be more intentional about this, intentional about this in the near future to figure out where else I can I can be free and feel, you know, feel, you know, be 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 who I am 100. Yeah. Um, other than just with my wife, because yeah. I think that's important, and I've never thought about that, and I've never. Um, been intentional about it so i want to work on that thank you for asking that question because that's important well and i think and it speaks to the work that needs to be done yeah in the greater community yeah that you don't need to just do that work yeah like the rest of us need to do the work of creating those spaces for sure um whatever that looks like where you don't have to be like lady boogie here and linda here yeah and yeah. um, a black female here, yes. and a rapper here, and oh, you have man. to like cut you're, yourself into pieces. You're naming it. You're hitting um, it right on the right on the marker, and that, and that's really what it is. It's like I'm all of those things, right. but sometimes I just want to be like all of those things, right. <laughs> yeah, without it meaning being put in some type of box. Yeah, like at work is one of the biggest things. It's just like. You know, when people started to find out who I was, yeah, um, because I didn't disclose that right away. Like, oh, I do this, this, and this. But uh, over time, you know, people, <laughs> I think everybody knows now, but it's just like the way that they respond to it, mostly mostly white people. Yeah. Because um, yep. I'm in a, a professional setting. My, my, uh, my, my position is a professional position. Yeah. Um, and so I have to be, I have to make sure I'm not to this or not to that so that I'm not put into that stereotype you know yeah. what i mean and it's uh, it's unfortunate but i'm definitely i can't be 100 percent myself at work that's for damn sure yeah um and then i think you know what when i'm on the stage i will yeah. say that when i am on the stage yeah which is why i don't take very good pictures because i just don't care yeah. like when You're i'm on the stage i do not care about what type of face i'm making i don't yeah. care about you know I, I care about connecting with the crowd that's mm-hmm. important but i don't i don't think i have i've ever had that issue um but when i am on the stage I am my. I feel my most free self. Yeah. 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 On the stage and with my wife. Those yeah. those two things. Yeah. And that's not terrible. It's not. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's not. Now now if I can be on the stage and look out into the crowd and my wife is right there, that's I like mean, the like the best of both worlds. <laughs> the planets align and that's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, connection community. I think we've talked too about a little bit about this. Like, how can people create more genuine connection Connections, or community yeah. Yeah. in their life? Um. I think, I think so. To speak on the genuine connections piece, I think it's it's I guess something that I that I've done is like, even though I do still have my guard up in, in some cases with building like personal relationships with people, yeah. I have a hard time because I feel so deeply, yeah, like so deeply. Yeah. I feel everybody's energy, yes. and it's exhausting. Yeah, um, and so I, I try to. I'm I'm still trying to learn how to balance that yeah. without letting it without letting it completely exhaust me um, mentally and physically, but you know, I think I think a good way to to really truly make those type of connections with people is to know yourself, yeah. is to be self aware and then and practice emotional intelligence. Yeah, because you have to be intentional about it. You know what yes. I mean. You have to be. And I think only then, when, 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 you, when you do that, when you're aware of yourself and you're intentionally aware of other people and how they feel and what, what makes them feel and what triggers them and all, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're really able to have those, those, those genuine connections and um, mm-hmm. be present, you know? I think a lot of times uh, people, 
ask me, like, I get so many messages these days, people saying, yo, put me on, or, you know, how do you do this, and who's booking, who's booking your shows, and, uh, you know, how can I do this, and why can't I do this, and why haven't I been a part of this, and it's like, yo, be present, (laughs) this is a sacrifice, like, people, I'm not a lucky person at all, like, shit just don't fall on my lap, I hope it's okay to say that, (laughs) um, and, um, it's working hard, I work very, very, very hard, yeah, um, people don't understand. I, I work sometimes over fifty hours a week, just at my job, and put in endless, endless, endless hours with with music and events, and yeah. even even on top of my events, showing up at other people's events. I do that very, very often, at yeah. least four times a week. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh my! At goodness. least four times a week, I'm at somebody else's event. Yeah. And so, be present. Connect with the people. Yeah. Um. Not not on some. Oh, I feel obligated or feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no fake shit, because that's not cool. But right. really just be there and support people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, and be seen, be heard, um, and show show up. Show, show up, up, you know, and uh, outside of your circle of people. Yeah. Because I, like, like, some of the events that I put on and some of the shows that I do, I put people on stages that I don't even know. Yeah. You know, so it's not about, like, somebody sent me a message the other day, other day and said, who do you think is uh, the best musician outside of your circle? And I'm just like, ah. I mean, I don't really have a circle like that. Like, I have people that are my friends who happen to be musicians. Yeah. But that's not my circle of, like, musicians. Those are just people who happen to be musicians. I genuinely, I connect with so many different musicians and artists from multiple genres, mm-hmm. multiple facets of life, multiple areas of the city that I, that they don't know me from Adam. I don't know them from Adam. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I don't, I don't get into the whole, I can only be over here because these are my people. Go out, show out, do you know? Be present, connect with people, put in the work. Yeah. Um, don't expect for something to just be handed to you because, you know, it just it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And be genuine. Yeah. Be yeah. be genuine, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Um, favorite things. Favorite things. What are your favorite things? To do or just to in general? do to eat to yeah. have to yeah whatever. Anything um, that kind of makes you happy. Giving people things. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's, that makes me really happy. That's one of my favorite things to do is get like make somebody happy by giving them something. Whether it's uh, something physical or something emotional, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, just giving people things. And uh, ha- hanging out with my wife. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a, I feel like it's almost impossible to... Like not get tired of someone, but we don't get to see we don't get to see each other as often as I would like as yeah. we would like, um because we're both fairly busy people, um so I I cherish every single moment with her and um being with her hanging out with her she's like she's truly my best friend like yeah. I it's not like oh I gotta get away from my wife for a couple <laughs> days or go hang out with the fellas or you know or, or my friends who um just so I can get away from you know the marriage life for a couple days yeah no it's never that way it's like yo babe you wanna go let's go hang you know what yes. I'm saying because. I enjoy hanging out with her, um, and then uh, cuddling with her is probably my absolute most favorite thing in the absolute world. Yeah. Actually, I like I like doing that. I love doing that more than actually eating food. Yeah. <laughs> if oh I had gosh. to choose, if I had to choose between cuddling with my wife and eating food, it would be cuddling with my wife. Oh my gosh! <laughs> You're just like the most adorable human. It's just too much. Thank you. I mean, the bar is high with your it's, relationship. I'm telling you, like. It's almost Ooh. like we melt inside of each other. I Have you ever? Can, can yeah. you imagine that? Like, 
like melting inside of someone it's it's so weird it's a, it's such a it's such an amazing feeling though so that is absolutely my favorite thing um and then like being with uh my nieces and nephews yeah hanging out with them um because all most of them live actually all of them but one live in ohio Okay. Yeah, I only have one nephew who lives in Grand Rapids. Um, one sister lives in Grand Rapids. My brother lives here, and my dad lives here. Everybody else lives in Dayton, Ohio. So it's a real treat to be able to go out there and be with the whole family. Yeah. Um, so that's really something that I enjoy hanging hanging with my friends. Um, I you know I'm a homebody, yeah. in, in, legit a homebody. I would much rather chill at home, have drinks, kick it, you know, have little house parties. But I know that I need to be out and, you know, support, be social. It's not always the easiest thing, but I do it. Yeah. Um, but I like hanging out with my friends and, and just having a genuine, not force, not, you know, having to just be one thing or the other. Just, you know what I mean? Like, just having a good time. Yeah. A, a genuine, natural, good time hanging out with, with friends um, and solving problems. I like to solve problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's like your professional game. Yeah, it too, is. Right? It You're is. Absolutely. Like problem solver extraordinaire. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I really love it. It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, have we missed anything? I mean, I we could. So. I feel like we'd talk for four days yeah. about your life and history <laughs> and music and art and relationships. And you're amazing. The whole show. I, I will say that this is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, podcasts that I've done. Because it doesn't feel, I swear to you, I'm not, and I'm not just trying to gas you up. Um, <laughs> for one, that. the fact that it's in it's in your house. Yeah. Um, there's not like a bunch of like lights or like set up. Like it's it's the most simple. Yeah. Laid back. I mean, your dog. Your, what are these things called again? <laughs> the bearded dragons. The bearded dragons are here, just chilling. <laughs> we got people cutting their trees yeah. in the back. It's it's <laughs> it feels good. The questions haven't been like don't they don't feel forced or commercially. Yeah. It's um. This is probably the most I've ever talked. If you go back and listen to any of my podcasts yeah. that I've done, I don't. I answer the question and I'm done. Yeah. I'm so comfortable right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm so comfortable and I feel, uh, I feel like myself. So thank you. To go oh back and answer your other question, you God, pro- I could you have provided cry that right now, lady. <laughs> I could weep. <laughs> Because so nobody asked me what my favorite things are, but if I had to answer, this talking to people. This yeah. is like that's why I do this. That's I, awesome. I don't know who listens. I'm yeah. highest idea, but I do this because I love it, and I'm that's a awesome. total introvert. Yeah, and it makes me reach out beyond my circle. That's awesome. And to people like you and all my other guests, and it has been nothing but gifts all along the way because I get to connect yeah. with rad people in our community. So well, I'm happy to be a part of it. So awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. the real deal. I have gone back and listened to our interview a few times for editing and each time I hear something new. I hear encouragement to find a partner, romantic or otherwise, that sees you, that truly sees you. I hear motivation to create spaces where all people are seen and heard. I hear advice to stay positive and see the good in communities and people, but also 
to not shy away from addressing the things that need to change. I cannot wait for you to listen to Lady Ace Boogie's music and for you to see her at her live events. A reminder to check out the show notes and follow her on social media. I've linked to all the things that we've talked about. And her next event is quickly approaching this week at the UICA. So if you love supporting local art, go get your tickets. You will love the event. And get out there and take the middle seat. Make someone feel seen and heard this week. Not with an agenda or an ending in mind. Just create the space. It's never a waste of time and it's always worth it. I'll be back soon with another episode of Taking the Middle Seat.